0: from Finley, Ohio with NFL dreams, developed in Oxford at Miami University, blessed with the honor of 18 seasons at the Pittsburgh Steelers, a place to call home. The journey has been exhilarated, defined by relationships fueled by a spirit. All right, all right, Ben. <laughs> I can't do this all day, dude. Oh, man. This is interesting to see your daily sports podcast news, narratives, takes, and gambling. I'm Nick, your host, etc. And Ben Roethlisberger dropped a two minute and 19 second video on the interweb announcing his retirement. And it was sad and stuff. And just the funny of God, what if Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady retire the same year? Big Ben has just never hes just never gotten his due, man. And he's never going to because he's and everybody. Nobody likes him. He's such a creep. God, that's so funny. We've got news today. We're going to talk about coaching carousel, and we're going to spend a lot of time previewing the NFL weekend, the last weekend, with multiple games of the year. But we're going to start with Shaquille O'Neal talking about Ben Simmons. Hey, Shaq, how do you feel about Ben? He doesn't refer to Ben by name in this particular video, so let's hear it. He's he's doing what he's supposed to do. He's he's dominating. That's Joel Embiid. We slash I stay on big guys because I care about them. I'm watching the play. A certain way. I want them to play at a certain level. <clears throat> difference between him and his soft partner is he could take criticism mm-hmm. without being a crybaby. <laughs> and he still wants to play. Because me and Charles, we've been on him. We stay on him. We tell him to his face what he needs to do. He didn't cry. He didn't say he want to be traded. He didn't you know, complain about mistreatment. And that's the difference. That's why I like and respect him. The other guy I don't respect, I've been thinking about it. You're missing the whole season because they ask your coach a question, can we win without you? And your coach gave a funny answer. To tell you, you need to get in in, in the summertime and work on your game. You don't think I I haven't been criticized by you guys and Stephen A? Man. don't think I haven't been criticized by LA media, New York media? Great players get criticized, but the great players also step up to the criticism and perform. So this other guy, I don't respect him. Man. Damning words there from Shaq. Ben Simmons hasn't been traded. We're going to pay attention to the the, the NBA tread deadline. Trade deadline. I got it there. It's Friday. Screw you guys. Uh, we're going to pay attention to all this stuff. I don't think he's going to be moved because he's being a little crybaby bitch. And that's how that goes, man. So, all right, let's look at the NFL coaching carousel. We have some hires to report. General managers, who cares? Um, unless you've heard of them, there's no reason to talk about it. So let's get into the coaches. Uh, two jobs have been filled recently. That is the Bears. They hired Indianapolis Colts defensive coordinator Matt Eberflus which is hilarious because they have a young stud quarterback who needs to develop. So the Bears drafted, or they hired, excuse me, a defensive guy, which makes a ton of sense, and people have been very much like, oh, he's really great, but Justin Fields, you should have hired an offensive guy. So that's good good for the Bears. The other hire to report, the Broncos fired Vic Fangio, and they hired Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett is, of course... The offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers, and people really like and respect him. People like him a lot, so I think that's going to go well for them. We'll see how it goes. They, they need to find a young quarterback, and that kind of tips off what they're going to do in the draft, <sighs> I suppose. Let's check in with the Stafford family and this whole ticket scandal in L.A. This is hilarious. <clears throat> Matthew Stafford's wife, Karen Kelly Stafford, was upset by the prices of NFC Championship game tickets. She says she's buying a bunch. So she can give them away to Rams fans. Because they're so worried about the Niners fans. They're trying to help. Andrew Whitworth's wife did the same thing. They're buying up a bunch of tickets. So this that that's right. The multi-millionaire Matthew Stafford is worth like $200 million. He's using his money to make sure that fans that don't exist in LA can go to his game. Which is hilarious. This plan, of course, may have backfired. The Rams trying to get Niners people into... The Rams trying to get Rams uh, fans into the stadium over Niners fans may have backfired, so get this. There's this guy, this Niners fan in L.A. named Shane who didn't want the Rams to do any of this restricting or whatever, so this guy, before Ticketmaster took it down, this guy said he would be buying anyone's tickets if they just Venmo him money beforehand, he would buy the tickets because he would use his 1,000 Oaks billing address in L.A. And I love that people are getting united behind that. And I think that L.A. people are kind of missing the point. The point is... There are a lot of Niners fans in L.A. This is what happens when you leave for 25 years and you don't have a team there. There are, there, are, I guarantee there are more Raiders and Niners fans in L.A. than there are Rams and Chargers fans. I bet it's not even close. And I bet by moving the Chargers to L.A., they lost Chargers fans in L.A. Not even joking. So we can pull up a picture for you here. I don't know if that does it justice. Maybe that one will. There we go uh look at that that's a that's a picture from the their week 18 game with the division championship on the line look at all the red in the background that's in la it's hilarious that's hilarious they deserve it so funny the nfl thought they could just show back up and people will love the rams and now the rams players are actually fussy about this like this karen stafford is buying tickets to give away to rams fans out of the kindness of her heart no (laughs) how embarrassing I'm not rooting against or for anybody. I just love this. I love this kind of stuff. This is so, so funny to me. All right, let's get to the the weekend of football. We'll get you guys out of here early on a Friday, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, okay, I have some bets for you, but let's just start off the top with what's going on. The Bengals and the Chiefs, they are, the Bengals are somewhere between a seven and an eight point underdog, depending on what sports book you're at. That's a big line. They're plus 275 to win the game outright. The over-under is 40 or 54 and a half, 54 and a half, seven points. God damn it. Okay. So 20, 26, 27. So that's 28 to 21. Oh, that was easy. Is that right? No, that's 49. 31, 24. That's about right. Thirty one twenty four is about what they're gonna say that the Chiefs are gonna win by. I think that's about right. Uh the Niners are three and a half point underdogs on the road slash at home against the Rams. The over under in that game is much lower, forty five and a half. The Sean McVay's have never beaten the Kyle Shanahans, 0 and six in their last six, and uh the Rams our own two of this year, including two of Matthew Stafford's worst games. And one of which was just an enormous collapse. He threw some terrible interceptions in both games. He leads, you know, Matthew Stafford leads the league interceptions, which is a great segue to the gambling portion of our program. So I guess we'll start, I'll pull up the bet slip here for those of you watching on the interweb. Um, Let's go to yeah, LA versus San Francisco. So I have some, some game stuff, but, Both quarterbacks to throw an interception has pretty good odds. So Matthew Stafford to throw an interception uh, is plus 300. Excuse me, it's minus 125. I think that's going to happen. It doesn't pay one-to-one, but I think that's going to happen. I love Matthew Stafford to throw an interception. I love Jimmy Garoppolo to throw an interception. And I love both of them to go over their passing yards. So Jimmy G is slated at 228 passing yards. He did not play well at Lambeau. It's Lambeau. And the Packers' defense is good. Packers, just think about Aaron Rodgers and Apps. So their defense is good. They have super elite players on the defense. They have super elite players on the defense. And I think that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to, and the Rams are firing on all cylinders despite their weird fumble collapse. They could have won that game by 40 against the Bucks. That was a weird situation. It was kind of Twilight zone Jimmy G and Goodweather is going to be down. They're going to have to throw the ball and Kyle Shanahan's gonna zig when Sean McVay thinks he's gonna zag so I think Jimmy G over 228 is easy Stafford over 275 is easy too he just bombs away and they suck at running the ball Cam Akers we'll see what kind of workload he gets after all like both fumbles against the Bucks the over is 45 and a half I love that so I love the Rams to cover Jimmy G and Matthew Stafford both to go over their passing yards and throw an interception I think it's bombs away in that game all right Uh, let's take a look at the Bengals and the chiefs. I like the Bengals to cover here. A is plus seven and a half is the line. I, I don't know. I mean, the chiefs are good, but the Bengals are there and Joe Burrow is mad and they're just going to throw deep. It's going to be a situation. I, you could see a situation where the chiefs are up by 10 or 14 and then there's a garbage time touchdown. That's sort of what I'm thinking. Or maybe the Bengals win. I think they might, they just don't have as many good players and their offensive line is garbage. Uh, Tyler Boyd. I love Tyler Boyd in this game. Just based off what we saw with Josh Allen. Um, and Gabriel Davis, nobody got Gabriel Davis. The best playoff performance from a wide receiver of all time. Four touchdowns in a single game. The only guy to ever do it. Uh, he's the third or fourth wide receiver on the depth chart, depending on what the formation is for the Bills. So Tyler Boyd is the third or fourth option for Joe Burrow. We know about Chase. Um, the Chiefs will probably you know bracket him or whatever. Uzoma's not really a deep threat unless he's unguarded. And T. Higgins is a very, very good number two wide receiver. He's going to have a really good career. Um, He's only in his sophomore year. But Tyler Boyd is is a veteran. He's going to be the third option, and I think they're going to forget about him. So I've got Tyler Boyd anytime touchdown, which is plus 300. He's plus 1,900 to score two touchdowns. I love that. And I'm going to combine that with Tyler Boyd over 39.5 receiving yards. That's easy. That's two catches right there. I also like Joe Mixon in this game over 29.5 receiving yards. I don't love any of the Kansas City props just because... I don't know shit about Kansas City. They are up and they're down and they're in and they're out. I mean nobody knows what to make of them. And they've been hot, but they were cold in the middle of the year. Now they're firing on all cylinders and so I have no idea what any of the lines are. Tyreek Hill's over under receiving yards is huge, which you could hit, he might not. Mike Hilton is very good. Like the Bengals have one of the best secondaries in the NFL. Actually, the Bengals have just a really good defense. They just have a really good defense. I do like this one. The Bengals gave up nine sacks. They're the only team in NFL history to give up more than seven sacks and win a playoff game, which is crazy. Um, So I have Melvin Ingram. Remember the Chiefs traded for Melvin Ingram. He played for the Chargers, then he played for the Steelers. Now he plays for the Chiefs. Chris Jones to record a sack makes sense, but that's uh, negative money. And I like Melvin Ingram to record a sack. Be, I can just see it on TV, like, Oh, they went out and got him and now he sacks burrow. And now the punt team runs off. I can just see that happening. That's a big narrative one for me. And I, this is an interesting, uh, I guess switch to Bovada. Now here we are. There's some interesting, uh, playoff wide props. There's one that I really like a lot. You can't really see it on the screen. Maybe we'll try, to try this window instead. Maybe. Okay, so those are the playoff-wide props uh, for for this weekend. There's one that I really like, and I want to root for it. All four teams to score a touchdown. To score a rushing touchdown. I love that. The Rams have been forcing the issue. That's typical red zone stuff. They're going to ha- run behind Whitworth. Stafford has scored. I think he's he's been sneaking more in the playoffs than he ever did in Detroit. All four teams to score a rushing touchdown is plus 350 at Bovada. I love that bet. I think that's easy money. Mahomes can scramble. Jimmy G can scramble. The Niners are one of the best rushing teams. They hand the ball off to Debo Samuel. The Rams with Stafford, they're going to force the issue. Uh, and the Bengals have Joe Mixon. I I love this bet. Plus 350, that's easy money. If I don't know if FanDuel has that one, but if you can find a place that has that special, I love that special. All right, we'll get out of the gambling portion of the conversation now and just talk a little sports ball. So narratives to watch over the weekend. Everybody's really excited about Burrow <clears throat> versus the Chiefs. But the consensus is that Burrow is ready, but the Bengals aren't ready. The other interesting thing to watch, and just like pay attention to this, the media are going to bend over backwards not to give Zach Taylor any credit. And I don't know how much credit he deserves, but everyone was willing to fire him after Joe Burrow got hurt for the Bengals. Like, Zach Taylor's going to screw this kid up. Here they are in the conference championship, and they won their division. And they have a garbage offensive line. Garbage. Like, it, incredibly bad. Watch when you hear analysis and pregame of this. They're just not going to give him credit. They're, they're like, no one's going to say anything about this guy. And I don't know. I don't know how good he is. I just think that's hilarious. They're not going to say anything about him. And then the other thing that's going to get annoying that this is a drinking game. Talk about well, how good the AFC quarterbacks are and what the future looks like in the AFC from the quarterback position. <sighs> that's going to be incredibly annoying. The other game is the game with all the narratives. Um, Sean McVay has never beaten... Kyle Shanahan since like 2018, since like, since they drafted Nick Bosa, since they've been good, he can't beat him. He just cannot, he cannot beat his, his mentor. It is hard to beat a team three times in a row. The last time off the top of my head that, that, uh, two, a division rival face off in the playoffs was last year, which the saints and the bucks, the saints crushed the bucks twice in the regular season, but then drew Brees kind of got figured out. They couldn't move the ball and Jared Cook fumbled and the bucks beat the saints and the saints were clearly the better team. Bucks go on to win the Super Bowl and the Saints, uh, entire Saints era ends in eventual sadness with the loss of Breeze and then Peyton a year later, Sean Payton. a year later. I think my gut feeling is that the Rams are, the Rams look like very much the best overall team in the playoffs right now, just from an eye test standpoint. That's just my vibe. Aaron Donald and Von Miller are, you know, for years they were like statue-esque guys on the defensive side of the ball. I'm pretty sure their peers have voted them in the top 10 players in the NFL for years and years in a row. They're incredible. And my take on this is just that they're playing much better than everyone else. A lot of this game is going to come down to Jimmy G versus Matthew Stafford in terms of what people are talking about. I disagree. I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal at all. Matthew Stafford and Jimmy G are similar in that you're just waiting for like, oh, don't fuck this up, don't fuck this up, don't fuck this up. But the Rams have Odell Beckham Jr. to pair with Cooper Cup, and I think that's enough. Um, last time they played, Odell Beckham Jr. had been on the team for like five minutes, and they didn't really know what to do. Like They got him involved right away on like a comeback route or whatever, but he was barely there. And I think that he's going to be there now. And I, I, I think what's ironic about this this Rams thing is that OBJ was a disaster in Cleveland And they they trade for Von Miller. They're giving away their future. They have like no picks. And here they are in the conference championship again for the second time in like three or four years. I think it's working. Like I think their 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 stuff is working. It only works if you don't have big injuries, but Aaron Donald doesn't get hurt. It's the weirdest thing ever. He just doesn't get hurt. So my take on the weekend is going to be I think the Rams are going to roll, and I think what the NFL is really rooting for is Mahomes versus Stafford. Also, Burrow in the playoffs or in the Super Bowl would be great. The Super Bowl, remember, is in LA, so that's hilarious. If the Chiefs win, I think there's a chance it'll feel like a Chiefs home game down there just because everybody loves Mahomes so much. But uh, we have three really good quarterbacks and one really sexy team and head coach and Jimmy G in the Niners. So it's gonna be it's gonna be good. I just hope that the Bengals and Chiefs game isn't boring. That's just my my personal preference. Um, but the Bengals winning with having the worst pass protecting offensive line is really fascinating. And I think, that, I think that there are a lot of people underestimating the fact that they're there. And if you go through the Bengals record, and I guess I could bring it up real quick. Um, they have a very strange track record. So they have absolutely annihilated some teams, and then they have some very close wins and some bad losses. Like So, for example, they escaped the Vikings in overtime. The Vikings had a bunch of games come down to the last kick. They lost most of them. They... Lost to the Packers at the very end in overtime. They only beat the Jaguars by three. And these are really close games. They lost to the Bears. People forget about that. But then they have two games against the Ravens where they won by like both times. They won by like more than two, almost three touchdowns. And that includes garbage time. They absolutely destroyed the Steelers twice. Uh, once by 14 and once by like 30. They destroyed the Raiders. In the playoffs, the Raiders game was close. The second time with the Browns, the Browns game was close. The Bengals only lost by three to the Niners. Like it, it is. And then they got the, the Bengals got annihilated by the Chargers, and nobody can find any consistency with this. That's the weird part about it. The Bengals are so weird; nobody can find any consistency. They just beat the Chiefs thirty-four to thirty-one. They just did it, and everybody's going to complain about the refs. So I don't want to hear it. The Chiefs essentially rode defensive holding all the way to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Before that, uh, Tom Brady complained, and they started calling it. But I, I think there's a chance the Bengals win, man. I mean, team of destiny stuff is real. Mahomes, is, it's not Mahomes versus Burrow. It's just that people are not paying attention that they did this thing where they sucked, and then they drafted an offensive lineman, and then they drafted a quarterback, and they had a, that quarterback draft included a really good receiver and one of the top ten or so middle linebackers in football in his sophomore year, and Logan Wilson. Shouts to Wyoming. And then they spent a bunch of money on defense. Like, I don't, I don't know. People aren't paying attention. I think that the, the, the Bengals could have been the number one seed in the AFC with, like, one more offensive lineman. It's crazy. Uh, so I think just I have a small feeling the Bengals might beat the Chiefs. I also think I want to fade. I don't have the courage to do it now, but maybe tomorrow I'll send the bet. I think that that game could go under. Everyone's like, offense, Mahomes, they can't cover. I think that there might be might be one of those weird games where we go to halftime and it's 7 nothing, and we have to hear Tony Romo try to vamp which is hilarious all right that's gonna do i'll be back in better than ever on monday morning like rate review subscribe etc etc we'll review the nfl coaching carousel sure to be some news there and we'll start talking about the draft and the uh the trade deadline stuff coming up olympics i guess we'll cover some of that we'll see which nhl players are there as well